You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. While you were offline, Mr. Trump goes to Europe to spread social awkwardness. By Graham McMillan. It wouldn't be a Thursday on the Internet if folks weren't irrationally upset over something. The latest installment? A bunch of dudes who are mad that Austin's Alamo Drafthouse is planning a women-only screening of Wonder Woman on June 6th. It shouldn't really be a surprise, because if there's one thing men have proven themselves to be throughout history, it's prone to childish overreactions whenever someone says something isn't for them. But let's not dwell on that ridiculous outcry. Instead, Let's focus on this pitch-perfect response from the theater in question. Alamo Drafthouse NYC tweeted a meme of Charlize Theron from Mad Max. Ah, sometimes there is good in the world. There's also, well, some bad. Here are all of the things you might have missed online from the past seven days. Don't shoot. We're just the messengers. Awkward Papal Photos, Horror Edition. What happened? It's the team-up everyone has been waiting for, President Donald Trump and the Pope. Together, they fight crime. No, wait, that's not right. Together, they take really uncomfortable photos. Well, uncomfortable for them, but delightful for the Internet. What really happened? Last week, President Trump and his entourage headed to the Vatican to meet with Pope Francis. Donald J. Trump tweeted, Honor of a lifetime to meet His Holiness Pope Francis. I leave the Vatican more determined than ever to pursue peace in our world. Sounds like the meeting went better than the last time Trump and the Pope had a run-in. Or did it? Photos from the meeting suggest it wasn't quite as sunny as Trump's tweet made it seem. Darth Putin, at Darth Putin KGB, tweeted, Pope's face when he found out he has to hear Trump's confession. Damian Owens, at Owens Damian, tweeted, Nice shot of a cheerful Pope Francis giving Trump the tour. 
Chairs, floor, walls. We're done. Get out. George Takei tweeted, Who died? Oh, yes, democracy. Andy Lassner tweeted, Trump, I know stuff. Pope, welcome to Rome. Trump, I'm sworn to secrecy. Pope, peace, my son. Trump, so Israel told me, Pope, stop it. Ira Madison III, at Ira, tweeted, When it's a dramatic scene in a high school play, but that one idiot can't stop smiling for his parents in the audience. As news of Trump's visit hit mainstream media, though, Photoshop masters quickly turned the images of the meeting into a horror-filled meme. Teresa, at Teresa Makes, tweeted, I photoshopped the girl from the ring into this pic, and it isn't even weird. Peter S. Hall tweeted, I had to add Vigo. Yorick tweeted, Hey, Benedict Sixteenth, didn't see you there. Original via at Chrome Dinette. James White at Signal Noise tweeted, I photoshopped in the kid from The Omen, and it's so perfect it's unnerving. Considering the Trumps showed up looking like the Adams family, it was only a matter of time before this happened. But the volume and frequency with which these photoshops hit the internet was pretty remarkable, and for a while it seemed as though the only thing that would stop them was divine intervention. Once they did peter out, it was hard to determine which was the best, but this shining theme gif might come out on top. The takeaway? Apparently, papal supremacy applies to the internet too. So, about that picture of Trump with the glowing orb? What happened? President Trump also proved adept at providing the internet with meme-worthy material while in Saudi Arabia. What really happened? Trump gave the internet a lot to riff on last week. In addition to the aforementioned Pope photos, he also told an audience in Israel that he just got back from the Middle East and got repeatedly, visibly, rebuffed by his wife. But none of those tidbits were as strange as this. BuzzFeed News tweeted, And here's Trump at the opening of the Global Center for Combating Extremist Ideology in Riyadh. That, surprisingly, isn't a faked photo, or one that's been altered in any way. That's actually a real thing that happened during Trump's trip. As could only be expected, Twitter was enamored with the visual. Max Blumenthal tweeted, When the imaginings of fevered conspiracists are suddenly realized in more cartoonish form than they ever thought possible. Your trusted wizard at ChopLogic tweeted, Who orbed it better? Jeffrey Lieber at Jeff Lieber tweeted, Does this orb make my fingers look bigger? James Ponywozik at Ponywozik tweeted, Lots of snickering from armchair presidents who have never allowed themselves to be drained of their life force to sustain the great orb. Bette Midler tweeted, I thought that picture of Trump in Saudi Arabia with the glowing orb looked familiar. Then I realized. Krang T. Nelson tweeted, Trump 100% made a wish when he touched the orb. Josh at Awesome Plant tweeted, 
Where have I seen that hashtag Trump in Saudi hashtag orb before? Oh, yeah. Of course, the media was just as fascinated, both by the photo op and the online reaction. But perhaps the best, most surreal follow-up was this extended Twitter joke. Fred Delicious tweeted, Ever since Trump touched the orb, his arms have been getting longer. Fred Delicious tweeted, Two days later, and Trump's arms are still growing. Fred Delicious tweeted, Trump arms update. The orb's power seems to be growing exponentially. The takeaway? Perhaps people shouldn't mock the orb too much. After all, they don't know its true power. The Shakedown What happened? Completing a hat trick of providing meme-worthy content last week, Trump was photographed sharing a rather unpleasant handshake with the new president of France. What really happened? Of all the meetings Trump had at this week's NATO summit, it was his first encounter with newly elected French President Emmanuel Macron that caught the Internet's eye. Why? Well, watch this first. Daniela Diaz at Daniela Michaela tweeted the Trump-Macron handshake. Okay, that was kind of weird. Twitter? Gary He tweeted, Macron's handshake looks intense. Philip Crowther at Philip in DC tweeted, Oh my, White House pooler at Philip Rucker's view of the Trump-Macron handshake in Brussels. Knuckles turned white and faces tightened. The two presidents, each wearing dark suits and blue ties, Trump's was thick and royal blue, Macron's was skinny and navy, sat in antique cream-upholstered armchairs, with two American and French flags behind them. They shook hands for an extended period of time. Each president gripped the other's hand with considerable intensity, their knuckles turning white and their jaws clenching and faces tightening. The handshake quickly became a thing. While surely no one involved wanted that strange moment to be a talking point, it was relatively innocuous compared to the other info that came out of Trump and Macron's meeting. Jennifer Jacobs tweeted, Trump denied he supported National Front's Le Pen in France's election. You were my guy, he told Macron today, French officials say. Really? That doesn't sound right. Terence Berlige tweeted in April, Trump said Le Pen was strongest on borders and she's the strongest on what's been going on in France. Robert Schlesinger, at R. Schles, tweeted, Trump apparently doesn't realize that France, too, has Le Google. Ryan Rainey, at Ryan underscore Rainey, tweeted, This might be one of the all-time great walkbacks. Oh. So, maybe that's why Macron seemingly avoided Trump when they saw each other later? Ricky Davila tweeted, Notice that Prez Macron walked directly towards Trumpy, then in the final second, moves to the side and greets Angela Merkel first. Awesome! Asteroid Belt Tightener, at Socrates underscore Johnson tweeted back, at the Ricky Davila, Trump had his hands open, 
and ready for some sort of embrace. Macron's sidestep, an extra-long hug with Merkel, was some serious shade. Aaron Vallelie at Valmeister tweeted, Oh. My. God. Trump's face. French PM at Emmanuel Macron swerves out of Trump's way to meet Angela Merkel first. Mike Journey tweeted back, at Valmeister, at Emmanuel Macron. Macron played him, too, walked right at him, and swerved over at the last second when Trump had already moved in for the greeting. One hundred shade. John Freyer tweeted, Macron is literally crushing Trump's hand in the battle of the NATO handshakes. There's a new kid in town. Holland Reed tweeted back, at John Freyer, Watch Macron completely shade Trump at hashtag NATO. Joshua Torres at Joshi888 tweeted, Shade level? Epic. French Pres Macron goes out of his way to not greet Trump first, or second, or third. Crying laughing emoji. For something so critical, international politics really can seem like high school sometimes. The takeaway? Wait, did we say high school? It might be elementary. Steve Kopak tweeted, Did Trump just shove another NATO leader to be in the front of the group? Teachable moments. What happened? A potentially doctored school assignment created a new internet hero who very deservedly got ice cream. What really happened? For a brief moment, let's forget politics and think about something genuinely silly and viral to close out this week, shall we? Here, this girl's review of her teacher's disciplinary actions should do nicely. Mason Cross, at Mason Cross Books, tweeted, My daughter actually submitted this feedback at school. Not sure if I should ground her or buy her ice cream. Things my teacher can do better not use collective punishment, as it is not fair to the many people who did nothing, and under the 1949 Geneva Conventions, it is a war crime. Now before we go any further, yes, the handwriting in the last two lines looks suspiciously different from the rest of the page, but don't harsh our need for happiness with your logic. This is great, even if it's a little fudged. Karen Robinson at Karin J.R., tweeted back, at Mason Cross Books, at Abby Wilkes, serious question. Why would you ground her? Teacher asked for feedback. She gave it. Can't see, even theoretically, what's punishable here. Joshua Holland, at Joshua Hall, tweeted, accusing a teacher of war crimes under the Geneva Convention? Ice cream, obviously. Harini Kalamur, at Calamore tweeted back, at Mason Cross Books at Pedestrian Poet, buy her ice cream for the full school year. Justin Salhani tweeted back, at Mason Cross Books at Gibaili M, buy her an ice cream parlor. Tara Lazar tweeted back, at Mason Cross Books at Library Lady, I remember the collective punishment my sixth grade class received and I'm in 42nd grade now. Still not over it. 
I say ice cream. Unsurprisingly, almost everyone voted for ice cream, which led to the obvious conclusion. Mason Cross at Mason Cross Books tweeted a photo of his daughter with ice cream. The people have spoken. Was it real? We'll never know, although that handwriting thing didn't really help its case. What matters is that the girl got her ice cream, either for her wonderful teacher feedback or for her willingness to be a prop to gain social media attention. Ice cream is important. Everything else is futile. Come on, it's the weekend. You should spend it with some ice cream, too. The takeaway? Amongst those who were in favor of the ice cream option, the man. Drumstick tweeted back, at Mason Cross Books, get her a drumstick. Drumstick Twitter, can't you be a little better at being subtle? Take a lesson from the Alamo Drafthouse. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.